The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. If you think you've problems, I think our next item may give you pause for thought and encourage you to count your blessings. Uh, Josh Crosby has been looking into something. Uh, thousands of children with disabilities are on waiting lists to be seen for assessments and therapy support services. Uh, the backlogs and delays were brought up in the Doyle. So Josh has been hearing from those most impacted. Josh, good morning. Good morning, Pat. So, uh, who did you hear from and what needs do the children have? Okay, so first off, there are more than 17,150 children waiting for initial contact with a children's disability network team. These teams, they include a range of services such as speech and language therapists, psychologists, physiotherapists, social workers. It's a full team of specialists. But sadly, almost 10,700 children have been waiting for over a year to be seen. So parents are not only trying to manage the challenges of raising a family, but but when they finally get a diagnosis for their child, many who go private, they are then having to wait for years in some cases for services. I've been told some children are on waiting lists for six years. We'll hear from one mother soon who has had her autistic son on a waiting list since 2018. But the problem is, uh, you know, a diagnosis delayed means a treatment delayed. And what that does to a developing child. Exactly. And that's what we're going to be hearing now from these parents. But it's the effect the delays are having on the child's development. Parents have told me they're not having any more children due to it. Others believe there's a tsunami of issues coming down the line from the delays. I met with Dublin mother Jane Holmes, who's a secondary school teacher and has two boys. Her son Keen is three and has been calling on the HSE's CDNT to see him since she started noticing signs herself when he was a baby. She has now eventually got a date, but it was the lengths she had to go to the, to get the date is what struck me. Jane says she wants action to be taken immediately so her son can catch up on the time he has missed out on. Keen is non-verbal and it has been a very long and hard road the last year. Fighting to get services for Keen, fighting to get assessments for Keen and fighting to get Keen's needs recognised. What are you being told when you're inquiring, when you're pleading for answers? We're being told that they can't give us a date as to when our child will be seen. They can't give us a timeline because they are working with active or they're working with priority cases. It's a fight. In what ways have the delays impacted Keane's development progression, do you think? But Keane is still non-verbal. Um, like he, he comes out with, with some words and we have ourselves found a way of getting um, assistive technology for Keane that is through a, a free app. There is some glimmer of hope, if you like. You have been given some reassurance of a date down the line. So through following the assessment of need process, which is meant to take three months, but it does not, and making complaints when it didn't happen within the proposed timeline, and actually in an email threatening to get a solicitor involved. There's a lot of solicitors out there at the moment that are actually taking on these cases pro bono. Coming up to the date expiring for it being six months, I threatened getting a solicitor involved. I actually got given confirmation of an assessment of need process would begin. You can see here I'm holding the document up here. There were five complaints put in by me. I finally got a reply back on the 7th of March and in one of the things here to do with the CGNT, it is saying CGNT is working through urgent and active cases. Waiting times for children on waiting lists cannot be specified. So how long is a piece of string?
And that's Dublin mother Jane Holmes. Uh, so Jane found, uh, Josh, that by threatening to go down the legal route, it actually sped up the process. Mm. Um, there are parents, though, who may not be local to an area and they don't know the ways and means. They can't get around uh, the system. So what about them? This can happen. So Jane was telling me she had been onto her local councillors and TDs, raising her own situation, calling for help. But as you said, not everyone is going to do that. And, and for lone parents, this struggle is pretty much doubled because they're carrying all the stress the worry and when they go private it's not cheap either now actually on that point consideration is to be given to reimbursing families who have paid for private assessments that was one positive for families to come out of discussions last week but I met with Eva who moved to Ireland from Poland back in 2005 her two sons were born here and her youngest Timmy is 8 and is autistic while her eldest Igor who is 12 is waiting for an assessment for his additional needs now Igor is going to a mainstream school but Timmy is waiting since 2018 for the supports of the CDN Eva is a single mother and says she needs to go for an operation on her back but she's putting this off because she's worried who will mind her children. You know, they are just uh, sending me from one person to another one. I was making complaints and they said they have nothing to do with this one. Basically, I was contacting with disability team and I'm just hearing that there's a waiting list and they have so many kids on it. So just like I've just been waiting for so long. So what does that lead you to do? What do you have to do then? Do you go privately? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I, I just can't leave like this. My child with additional needs, you know, I have to get the solutions. So obviously, like, I'm just using the private service, you know. But that's not cheap. Oh, no, 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 no. And you're originally from Poland. Yeah. So living in Ireland without the family bubble, the family support, yeah. that must be challenging as well. Of course it is. Yeah, there's no, no kind of support from any kind of uh, places. And obviously no family, no friends. Like Because, you know, when you're having autistic kids, you're just struggling with the social interactions with other people, you know. How do you think these delays and these long waiting lists how has it impacted your children's progression development of course yeah this is every aspect i don't know what they're gonna do with those old kids in uh, 10 years time because you know it's just devastating like you know because my child is not verbal so five years waiting for yeah and it's another at least two years because that's what i got response that they are just serving like you know people which were on the waiting list since 2016. So that just like gives me like approximately at least two years waiting still. And how does that make you feel when that's the response you're getting? It's just like, you know, it's, I just like, I have no more left any tears because it's just like, it's not fair with those kids, you know? So this is just like heartbreaking. And that's Polish mother Eva, who's been living in Dublin since 2005, and her son Timmy's been on the waiting list since 2018, and this is 2023. Um, what is the HSE saying to you about these long waiting periods? Yeah, and just as Eva said there, I have the correspondence here in my hand. It, the letters do state that at present we're only offering services to children who are waiting since 2016. So I can only imagine how... That's astonishing. Yeah. Yeah, they say we are five years, we are seven years behind. We're offering services to people who are on the waiting list since 2016, seven years ago. And how much has changed in the lives of those children in seven years? And in the email, they actually acknowledge that, yes, they know that her son has been on the waiting list since 2018 as well. So even having to write that to someone, it's look, I've been onto the HSC on a number of queries. So first off, it admits it is not achieving the delivery of these services and is apologising to those affected. When I asked them about the staffing levels, because really, look, 
this is what a lot of this boils down to. A spokesperson for the HSE said since 2019, more than 610 development posts have been allocated across the country. When we look at these waiting lists on a regional basis then, Pat, with the figures I've received, it appears the CHO8 area, which covers Leash, Offaly, Longford, Westmeath, Louth and Meath, has the highest number of children waiting for services. But I spoke with the CEO of Inclusion Ireland, Derville McDonough, who said the organisation carried out a survey with over a thousand families last year, and it really is a nationwide issue, which she says is deteriorating. In that survey, we found that over 85% of the respondents were waiting for longer than a year to access services. And out of those individuals, up to 27% were waiting two to four years and 16% waiting four to six years just to access services for their children. So it is a really, there are stark statistics there. It's clear that services and sports are not available for children across the country. Um, And if we look at where things are at their worst, it does seem that the highest proportion of children waiting for longer would be in Munster, followed um, swiftly by by Leinster. So there's a very significant proportion of children waiting for a year or longer for services and supports um, in both of those regions. What is Inclusion Ireland doing to address some of these issues that are being brought to you? Or what ways are, are you putting pressure on departments to alleviate some some of the backlog? In our report that we commissioned and wrote last year, the number one recommendation that we had and it remains, is the need for a comprehensive and creative workforce planning strategy. What we're hearing across the country is that up to one third of the teams, the disability network teams, are actually vacant at the moment. It is important to say that we don't feel there is a quick fix solution to this issue. It is systemic, it is deep, and it's going to require a comprehensive plan over time. I know that's not a popular thing to say because people are looking for quick fixes at the moment, but one isn't really available. There does need to be an in-depth look at how we get a better workforce, but that is going to take time and effort from government to get there. That's uh, CEO of Inclusion Ireland, Derville McDonough. You know, when you think about this, uh, a lot of these services are relatively new. I'm talking in recent decades. And although we are short of huge numbers of people to provide these services, um, at least they're there. They weren't there decades ago. And I often wonder, have we got, you know, a huge increase in the number of children with these developmental difficulties or were the children back in the day, were they just thrown on the scrap heap? And, you know, it's it's a question I cannot answer. Anyway, Josh, you spoke to more parents. I did, Pat. So we heard from Jane and Eva already on the different routes they've gone to try and have their children assessed and supported. But I also met with Kira Lee from Dublin. Now, she has two boys. Her eldest, Jace, is 12 and has autism and GDD, which is Global Development Delay. Then her youngest is Kai, who is four. Now, Kai has been given an ASD, Autism Spectrum Disorder Diagnosis, and at five, he'll be assessed for AD. So Kira is able to compare the services from when her first son had to avail of the support from the HSE with what she is facing today. Kira went off and did her own speech and language therapy online course at night. So she's now her, her own child speech and language therapist. Then she also runs a social media account which follows the positive sides of autism. Kira says it has been a struggle and is pleading for more recruitment to take place within the services. When Jace was born, it was pretty much straightforward. Like within three months, I had him assessed. I had speech therapy for him, um, and I had him in a skill straight away, a special skill. Like here we are now in 2023. Kai, on the other hand, bless him, he's still on the waiting list to be assessed for autism. So I went ahead and got my own private assessment for the CDNT4. It's going to be two or three years away, which means he will be what six or seven. Again, he gets speech therapy. Then he'll be six, seven, eight. 
Um, so we're in the middle of using any spare money towards private therapies for our boys. And we're in your car now having this chat. You phoned bringing Kyle for a drive, it yeah. can help. We were in the middle of having a meltdown at the back. He had the keys, he was putting his shoes on and he was having a meltdown at the house. So he wanted to go on a drive. So instead of waiting for you to come to the house, put Kyle in the car, give him a juice. And yes, we're in the car doing the interview just to avoid meltdowns. But the lack of services, the lack of supports. Yeah. How is it impacting your own life? It's just, I'm, I, I suffer with my mental health. I suffer with severe anxiety. I suffer with depression. I had a really bad mental breakdown this time last year to the point that I just felt like because I wasn't getting the services I felt like I wasn't doing enough and it was my fault which I can't help it's a motherly thing you feel like if your kids aren't getting everything they need that you're failing I actually rang Tusley and reported to HSE to Tusley for neglecting my son and they sent a family support worker out to me which organised a mental meeting anyone that's hitting a brick wall and doesn't know what to do next get a family support worker out your house and she will tell you what to do from then What's your appeal? What's your message to the government? To the HSE? To the CDNT? What needs to be done? Just do something about this hire more staff train more therapists get more people into the school it's not fair that we have to wait five years like for the sake of our future for the sake of your future for the sake of the mummies and the kids out there just get more staff get more training and that's Dublin mother Kira Lee ending that report on the impact that long waiting lists are having on children with disabilities. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.